Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. We thank you for listening to us. Always a blessing to come to you. <clears throat> and we've been enjoying sharing you with this series called The Habits of a Thankful Heart. We've been talking about this for since last year and we're coming close to an end. Got a few more lessons, but just want to talk to you about developing habits for a thankful heart, learning how to be thankful and just praising God, even in the midst of, of tough times. And so we've been sharing this with you. We pray it's been, been a blessing to you, but we want to continue on this tonight. This is actually lesson 11 on this about habits of a thankful heart. And so tonight we're going to be talking about um, practicing daily prayer. Okay, practicing daily prayer. And we're going to be um, coming from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and verse 7. Okay, because this series is based on the book of Philippians. Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to read it from the King James Version. Okay, and then eventually I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. But I want to start with the King James Version. It says, it says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god and verse 7 says and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through christ jesus okay so we're talking about practicing daily prayer okay practicing daily prayer prayer we know it's key. And we've I've taught on prayer to some degree in other lessons. But prayer is very essential. <clears throat> so we, when we look at today's verse, we're talking about um, today's verse from this is a famous verse. Okay. We you maybe you've heard of this verse, maybe even not, but most people who in the church are familiar with this this scripture. Okay. And like other familiar passages, uh the repetition is can lose its power, okay? It can sap from its power. Because sometimes we say this, you know, um, it says, and then everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and let your requests be made known. But do we really understand what that really means, okay? Do we really understand the significance and the power behind this verse? But, but Paul, he reminds us of, of something incredible. Christians, we don't need to make eloquent sacrifices or seek meditation of a priest to speak to God. And we know, I know the Roman Catholic religion does that. They you, you pray, you go to a priest and he's supposed to pray to God for you. But we have direct access to him whenever we pray. Okay, so we as believers, as Christians, <coughs> excuse me, we have direct access to God. We don't need him. You know, it's, the Bible does teach to ask for prayer for, and, you know, pray together. But you need to understand that you have direct access to God. The Holy Spirit inside of you, through what Jesus did on the cross, we have direct access. We don't have to get anybody to do it for us. We can do it ourselves, okay? So this is what prayer is all about. Prayer is really just communicating with God, okay? And 
we're talking about practicing daily prayer. We're not just talking about um, prayer when you get in trouble, prayer when something goes wrong. We're talking about practicing daily prayer on a daily basis. So it says prayer connects us with our Redeemer and maintains our relationship with him. It helps us properly order our priorities. It reminds us that we are in the hands of an almighty God who would never abandon us. So let me go back and deal with that. Okay. So what does prayer do? Prayer, it, it, it points it out here. It, re, it connects us with our redeemer. Okay. Jesus is our redeemer. He redeemed us, you know, from sin. Okay. He redeemed us. He paid the price for our sins. He took our place. So you want to reconnect. You always want to stay connected to God. Okay, and this is how we stay connected to God through prayer, you know, and also through the word. You stay connected. This is what happens when we don't pray and we don't have a daily prayer. You can lose connection. You can lose um, that. Uh, you can lose that sense of that. You know, the presence of God is there with you. You know, and it has nothing to do with your feelings, but you know that God is there. But this is why it's important to pray because. You need to understand that hey, you are connecting, reconnecting with the Redeemer. You're staying connected with Jesus. And it also says to maintain our relationship with him. This is when we maintain that relationship. Because we do that in the natural. Think about it. How do you maintain relationship with your mother or your father or your friends or people? That in your life? How do you maintain? How do you develop um, intimacy and closeness? Why well, you communicate. You know, on a on a daily, weekly, whatever <clears throat> basis, you connect with you constantly talk to the person, you get to know them, and just you you talk to them on the phone, or you know, y'all get together, you meet, you know, have lunches and dinners, and you know things. That, so this is how you maintain a relationship. Same thing with God. Okay, you have to spend some time with him, talking to him. You know. Maintain this relationship, the closeness, um, allowing him to speak to you. You speak to him. This is what prayer does. And you want to do this on a daily basis. And also, it's, it, it reminds us that we are in the hands of the almighty God who never abandons us. So that's what prayer do. Reminding you that you are in the hands of God, no matter what's going on. No matter what life hands you, you are in the hands of the almighty God. And he never abandoned you. He's always there. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. So this is what prayer does, you know, on a daily basis, keeping yourself reminded of who God is and how he's present. And through his word and through prayer, you know, just speaking to him and talking to him. So when we pray, we're not lobbing at words in an empty sky. We are having a conversation with the one who made us and who loves us as a father loves his children. So you're having a conversation, okay? You're not just, you're just not throwing empty words up in the air when we pray, you know, and maybe you think that, you know, God is not hearing you because we don't feel anything or sometimes when you, you pray, you may not hear God speaking to you, but most times you want to hear God speak to you, you got to go to his word. But you're not just throwing empty words up in the air, okay? You are having a conversation with him. 
you know, with the one that loves you. And just like, a, you know, you know that he's your father and that he loves you. You're his child. You are his child. So understand that. And unlike an earthly father, our heavenly father always both hears what we say and knows what we need. So an earthly father can't do that because he's limited. But God knows. He hears us. So don't ever question whether God hears you when you pray. Okay. Don't determine, you know, look at outside sermons. Well, God must not. No, he hears you when you pray. Every time we pray, he hears us and understand he knows what you need. He knows that. So you got to be convinced of that. And this is where Paul says, we can present our request to God with thanksgiving. Okay, so remember, we're talking about the habits, the subject is the habit of a thankful heart. So when you present your request to God, okay, you are presenting them with thanksgiving. Okay, this is what you understand. <clears throat> so let's, let's break these scriptures down. Okay, uh, Philippians 4, 6, 7. I just want to go into some nuggets here. And really go into the depths of these these two verses. And so the Greek word for careful means, I mean, it says be careful for nothing. So the Greek word here means to be anxious about. Okay. And the international version does use the word anxious. So the word anxious means to be uneasy or apprehensive about a certain event or matter or to worry. So are you worrying about things? Are you worrying about the things that's going on? Well, the scriptures tell us, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about it. We shouldn't be worrying. So when you're praying, if you're praying Thanksgiving, you shouldn't be worrying. So this is a command for us not to be anxious about anything. Now, here's the question. It says not to be anxious about anything, but how do we do that? You may be saying, well, how do I do that? How do I not be anxious about what's going on in my life and the things that I'm dealing with? How do I not be anxious? Well, this verse goes on to explain that um, that we are supposed to take our needs and problems to God and the Lord. Okay. Anxious people do. Anxious people are people who don't, who have not thrown their problems over on the Lord in prayer. So if you're anxious, if you have a problem with anxiety, okay, that means you haven't given your problems over to the Lord. Okay. Because why? You're worrying about it. That means that you're anxious. You're saying that I want to take care of this myself. You, you, you are taking on um the position of God and say, you know, I'm gonna handle this, I'm gonna fix this. And remember, the scriptures tell us in Proverbs to lean out to your own understanding. Okay, and so anxious people are people who have not thrown their problems over to God in prayer. You haven't given it to them. So my my I challenge you tonight to give it over to God and stop being anxious about it. Let him. So if you're anxious about something, if you're worried about something, then you know what? That means you haven't given it over to God. And I encourage you to do that. Notice that all our supplications are supposed to be made with thanksgiving. All of them. 
Okay. Sometimes people just tell the Lord all their problems and they call it prayer. But you know what that is? That's complaining. Okay. So you just give God, you just, you know, tell God all your problems, what's wrong, this and that. No, that's not prayer. That's complaining. Okay. But when we voice our needs to the Lord and wrap them in thanksgiving, that moves us over to the realm of faith. So when we tell God, okay, our needs, and say, and let me give you an example. Say, okay, God, you know what? I'm struggling financially. You know what? I don't know how I'm paying it, but God, I thank you that you are have made provisions for this. Even I don't know how you're going to do it. I thank you. I'm praising that you've already made provision for this. That you said you would supply all my needs according to this riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I thank you, God. That's just what I believe what your words, and I thank you that you've already done it. You've already made it available. So I praise you. So that's an example of now you've stepped over into the realm of faith. Even though you've, you've, you made your problem, you've told God what you need, you've made it clear to him. But then you said, I thank you because you, I know you've already done it. I know that you, you're going to provide for my need. I know you're going to fix this problem, whatever that problem is. So now you're going to step over because you believe, because Thanksgiving and faith is connected. I'm thanking God because I believe it's already done. Okay. And if there isn't Thanksgiving in every prayer we pray, then we aren't abound in faith. See, you're not abound in faith if Thanksgiving is not in your prayer. It's not in your prayer. So, so when you begin to give Thanksgiving to God, make your request on your Thanksgiving, now you stepped over into the realm of faith. Saying, God, I believe what your word says. I believe in who you say you are. But Paul says we are to give thanks when we make our requests to God. A request is something asked for, but not yet received. Now, we wouldn't request something to happen that hadn't already happened. Okay. So we are supposed to thank the Lord for doing things before he does them. Now, we know that in the spiritual realm, it's already done. We just haven't seen it in the manifest in the natural realm yet. Okay. But in the spiritual realm, it's already done. But this is what the Bible calls faith. Okay. Faith is faith is believing that it's already done, even though you don't see it in the physical yet. It's a done deal. It is a done deal. Okay. So because what it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is Hebrews. 11 and 1, the, the, the faith, the seven things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. And so this is what we stand in faith. Now, notice again that we, we supposed to, we are supposed to use prayer and supplication. Okay, many people think of prayer as supplication, asking for something. But this Greek word is where prayer here means, it means worship. So it's not that it's just prayer. So this is worship. Your prayer is worship where your prayer is just not just asking for something, but your prayer is worship. Uh, this is saying that we need to be praising the Lord, which moves us into faith. Okay. And then make our supplication to the Lord. So, so in your prayer, in your daily praying, okay, it includes praising God. 
for what he's already done, what he's doing right now. Okay, which moves us into faith. Then we ask God for that, asking him in faith, knowing that it's already done. So it's not prayer. It's not just when we're praying, your daily prayer, not just focus on asking for a lot of stuff. It is also incorporated in your prayer praise. Why? Because we know that God is good and he's good all the time. So we know he's good, whatever, though, we, no matter what's going on, we know he's, he's good. Okay, so now looking at, now goes into um, 4 and 7, Philippians 4 and 7. I'm just going to read that. And it says, now after you've made your request known to God, it says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Okay, so now it says, after we've made our request known to God, it says, and the peace of God. Okay, so now notice the peace is a result of casting our cares upon the Lord through prayer and thanksgiving. So peace is the result. As you cast your care on God, peace is going to be that you're going to have peace. However, many people are asking God to give them peace so that their cares will leave. And guess what? It, don't, it doesn't work that way. Through faith, we cast our cares on the Lord. And then the peace of God comes. Okay. So you, if you're praying for peace, or you know, pray, God give me peace, come peace, and the care is gonna leave. No, it doesn't work that way. Through faith, you cast you, you give your promise to God. I'm giving my promise to God through faith, and then the peace comes. Okay, I'm then the peace comes. I'm not waiting, in other words, you're not waiting for everything to be good for you to have peace. No, I got peace even though things don't look real good right now. Even though the problem is still, um, still, in, I can visibly see the problem or, you know, what I can, I'm right in the midst of it. No, I got peace. This is the supernatural peace. This is not worldly peace. It says Christians who are lacking God's peace have not taken their cares to the Lord and left them there. So if you're lacking peace on today, that means you haven't taken and given to God. Because this is this peace that God gives us, okay, it it manifests itself even when things haven't gotten any better. Matter of fact, even when things get worse, the peace of God will still be there. All Christians have peace. Let me say it again. All Christians have peace. But it is the fruit of the spirit that is always present, not born again spirit. So you're not should be praying for peace because you already have it. The fruit of the spirit is in your born again spirit. So let me challenge you. Stop praying for peace. Just ask, ask God to help you manifest, to access that peace, which has been made available to you through the shed, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So stop praying for it. Know that you already have it. Okay. It, it resides in your born again spirit. So care will blind us of God's peace. So when you're holding on to the care, okay, it blinds you of God's peace. You can't see it. Okay. When we eliminate the care, the peace will flow. So when you stop worrying about the situation, okay, then you're going to see peace flow. 
But as long as you're worrying about it, as long as you're trying to figure it, trying to figure it out, trying to do things on your own, you're never going to experience this kind of peace. So Paul, we're talking about this peace. Okay, Paul was not speaking of, he was speaking of God's peace, not human peace, okay? Okay, now human peace only ex is experienced in the absence of problems. So that's not God's peace. Therefore, those who only know human peace don't experience it very often, okay? And to a, and to a lesser degree. So if you just be human peace, the only human peace is only going to manifest itself when a problem is gone. And you, you're not going to experience that peace very often. Okay. Or as I said here, you're going to experience to a lesser degree. But God's peace is independent of circumstances and infinitely greater in supply than any problem you could ever have. Okay. So it's independent of your circumstances. God's peace is not dependent on you being the problem being gone. It's independent. And it's it's so much greater than any problem you could ever have. This is the supernatural peace we're talking about. God has given us supernatural peace to enjoy. He's given that for you to enjoy. This is supernatural peace. When you can be going through the toughest time in your life. And you say, you know what? I'm okay. I'm going. I'm all right. I'm all right because God is with me. And no matter what the outcome, God is with me. This is what we call supernatural peace. This is this is the super. And you can have it. You can. You have it. You believer. You have that already inside of you. But it says we all have things that happen. That we don't understand. You need to understand that. We all got things. Maybe you're going through something. You say, well, I don't understand it. But those who are relying on themselves can't have any peace in a situation like that. So you're not going to have peace when that situation where you don't understand what's going on. You're not going to. They, they feel things are out of control and fear takes over. We believers have God's supernatural peace because we don't have to understand. Okay, we trust God is in control. You don't have to understand everything right now. Maybe you don't understand your situation. I don't, you don't know the ins and outs. Things just don't make sense, but you don't have to understand to have peace because you know God is in control of your situation. God. It's already taken care of it. You trust and believe to have faith that he's the one that's taking care of this. So you don't have to understand everything. Okay. And I know we as him, we want to make stuff to make sense. And sometimes you may not be able to, things may not make sense to you right now, but you can have this peace because God given that he gave us through, through the Holy Spirit. He gave us this supernatural peace. Okay. This is, a wonderful difference between Christians and non-believers, okay? Faith in God allows us to experience peace that goes beyond our understanding. Your faith in God allows us to experience this kind of peace. This is what we this is why we have 
this is the thing. This is the benefit of being a Christian. We have supernatural peace, not human peace, but supernatural peace. The peace of God is it what keeps our hearts because it tells us that and minds sound. Okay, this is what keeping. This is why you know as Christians you shouldn't lose your mind because why you have supernatural peace. The things that other people go where they they are depressed or you know struggling, taking medication. And I know Christians go through this, but maybe you're not walking in supernatural peace. And I'm not against those things if you need them. But when you begin to walk in this supernatural peace, okay, it will keep your mind and heart. It will keep you sound. When everybody, everything, everybody else is going around is going crazy, it will keep you sound. It will keep you strong. And those who lack peace will be tormented in these areas. You're going to be tormented. When you lack peace, you're going to be tormented in your mental state, in your emotional state. Then it's going to affect you physically. You know what? Because why? You're not walking in supernatural peace. And this is part of, you know, we're talking about practicing daily prayer. Well, maybe you're not praying. Maybe you stop praying. Let me let me talk to somebody. Maybe you stop praying because the situation that you're in it hasn't gotten better. And you maybe you pray. So I pray and I pray and I pray and things getting better. Nothing got better, rather. But you have to keep on praying. You have to pray in, in the mindset that, you know what? I'm going to have peace because God has given me peace. Even though things are not going great right now, I'm going to have peace. Why? Because it's been given to me by God. And by faith, I receive supernatural peace. And if you don't, then ask God to help you walk in that. It's okay to ask him for help. But you're going to be tormented in, those, in your mind, in your, okay, in, in your emotions. You're going to be tormented. But peace is like a fortress against the devil. It's a fortress. It keeps him out. Before Satan can get to our hearts, he has to get us to step out of God's peace. Let me say that again. Before Satan can get into your mind, your heart, before he can get to your mind, he has to get you out of God's peace. Then he begins to take over your mind and your emotions. So he has to get you out of peace first. And that's why you begin to take over. You begin to worry. You begin to stress out about things that you're dealing with. But I guarantee if you would just uh, stay in peace and ask God to help you stay in this peace, Tell me, the enemy can't, he can't hurt you. He can't destroy you. Because it says here in, in, in Colossians 3 and 5, it says, let the, the peace of God rule in your hearts. It says, let it rule. Rule as the word means an umpire. An umpire has authority to call things, you know, hey, he called a strike, he called a strike ball. He has the authority. So let the peace of God have authority over your mind. And Okay, in your emotions. And, and, and it's possible. Now, you can't do this. This is a supernatural thing. And so you need to understand that. So most of us know prayer is important. And many of us schedule time for prayer during the day. Okay. It is, it is right and it good to have a specific time for prayer. But our goal should also should also be to pray constantly. 
to make prayer the primary way that we process our daily experience. If we do, our lives will abound with gratitude, joy, and peace. Okay. So maybe you have a specific time in the day. Maybe you do. Maybe you do pray. You know, because sometimes I talk to people, they say, well, you know, I pray all the time. Okay, but the question you need to ask them, what we're talking about tonight, is it a daily experience? Is it, as we're talking about here, with Thanksgiving? Or is it just complaining? Is it just begging God for stuff? No, it should be Thanksgiving there. And this is how we're talking about habits of a thankful heart. That when I'm praying, I'm praying Thanksgiving, believing that it is already done, that God's already taken care of, no matter how long it takes. Okay. Believing that, hey, God has my back. And I'm practicing. This is how we practice practicing daily prayer. This is a practice. This is something that I do every single day. Okay. And do it in the way the Bible tells me with Thanksgiving, making my request known unto God. And then experiencing this peace. Experiencing this peace. But you, if you don't have a daily prayer life, I encourage you to have one. I encourage you to get to a place where you're praying to God on a daily basis. Okay, on a daily basis and giving Thanksgiving. Make it your habit. And it's not about how long, okay? It is about just connecting with him, staying connected, growing this relationship with Jesus Christ. And you know what? No matter what's going on, I have developed a habit of prayer in my life. That you say, you know what? No matter what's going on, what things are good or what things are bad, I'm praying. And just talking to God and getting to know him and allow him to speak to me and allow him to order my steps. And I guarantee you that you will experience this peace. And the enemy can't won't be able to touch you. He'll try to knock you off off your off your course, but you know what? As you stay in prayer, you'll be focused, you'll be committed, and you'll know that hey, there's nothing I can't go through that God is not with me. Okay, and that's how you stay in faith. So let me pray for you, Father God, and the enemy. I thank you for those who are listening here. I thank you for allowing us to talk to you prayer is the thing we use to communicate with you and pray god i pray that those that understand my voice will begin to have a daily prayer life with you praying in thanksgiving knowing that whatever we're going through whatever they're going through it's already done that we make our request on god and we thank you for fixing it we thank you for working it out we think we believe that it's already done through the finished works of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that hey, God, you, they're being transformed through their prayer life, through that connection with you. That God, people will see them, see their light, and begin to envy them. And they will tell them that it is a supernatural peace of my God in Jesus. And I thank you for delivering. I thank you for peace coming to somebody right now, for healing them in their emotions. And I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with you next week again on talking about the habits of a thankful heart. 
Once again, thank you and may God bless you. See you next week.